when disruption happens, great change and innovation happens more even quickly. Listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journeys series, where James Robert uncovers and explores some of the industry's biggest digital marketing and sales stories of success. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello, I am James Robert Lay and welcome to another episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Digital Growth Journey series and I'm excited to welcome Mina Worthington to the show. Mina is the president and CEO of Celerity Credit Union. Hello, Mina. Hello. It is good to have you here today. As always, I like to start these conversations off on a positive note. What is exciting for you right now whether it be personally or professionally, just something that, that, that has you feeling good? You know, there are several things, to be honest with you, and you would think in uh, sort of the state of the world right now, um, there's not a lot to be excited about, but I actually see a lot of opportunity in, in the disruption. So I think the thing that I'm most excited about is that when disruption happens, great change and innovation happens more even quickly. So um, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I love change. Uh- and I, I get that perspective. When disruption happens, it's an accelerant for change. It's so easy to get stuck in the cave of complacency because it's safe, it's secure, but complacency can be deadly, particularly with the exponential factors that we're dealing with um, in this kind of new post-COVID world. And that's one of the things that, you know, watching you and your team from afar over the years, you've continued to make progress along your digital growth journey. As you noted when we were just uh, doing the pre-interview, it is a journey and it's something that takes time, but there's something that has given you at least a sense of focus, a sense of purpose, yourself, the credit union, and that's your vision. Can you unpack that? Because I I think this sets the tone for any financial brand on a digital journey. Sure. Yeah. So the vision is everyone has a place of their own to call home. And while Celerity does do a lot of home loan lending, home here refers more to a feeling and emotion. We've all been spending a lot of time at homes lately, given this unprecedented environment that we're in. And one of the positive things that I've heard over and over again from people is that they have been forced to sort of um, spend more time at home, to take it down a notch, to enjoy their home environment, to make improvements on their home. They've had the time and the the, uh, energy to do that. And that, you know, actually being at home with our family um, and working on the house and making that um, even more comfortable for ourselves is not such a bad thing after all. So, you know, life is busy and and messy and unpredictable. And and we want to make at Celerity Conducting Financial Transactions as seamless as possible for for our members for so that they can spend more time doing the things that they love with the people that they love in their homes. I'm right there with you. Uh, spending time at home, spending time with the family, my wife, the f- uh, four kids. Uh, she's talking about putting a pull in this summer. So because she's like, if we're going to be here, we might as well enjoy it and do some of the things that we're like, I don't know, are we going to stay? Are we going to move? Because it's just one of the, so I, I got a lot of a connection with that. And I think you, you you hit on something. It's about the emotion. I find that is a it's sometimes a, uh, an area of conflict when talking with other financial brand leaders because like, they don't necessarily want to lean into that emotive feeling when it comes to 
money and finances. Number one, as a follow-up, why do you feel that is from your sense of the world? Because you're already doing it. Number two, what could be done or what could you recommend to those who might be a little timid about leaning into a motion of money? Well, I think that we've been telling ourselves for a long time that um, that our products and services are commodities and that uh, and we've been differentiating uh, for a long time now on price. And I think that the world has changed and consumers expectations has changed. You know, it's not a these are the products and services we offer at the prices that we offer. And now you choose between mine and the one down the street. Right. Now it's about where do, can I do business that my values resonate with the values of the organization. Where can I do business where I feel like I have value or that I'm I'm valued and, and I get value in return? And, and that's not about price, right? And so um, I think the consumer mindset has changed a lot and that we used to say, oh, we need to have, you know, competitive pricing and good service. Service isn't, isn't the key anymore. Experience is now the key. And, um, you know, that started changing with Starbucks a number of years ago, right? I mean, yep. they... They made a $6 cup of coffee into an experience and lo and behold, you know, look what they've done. And I love where your thinking is with that because academically we define experience here as well-defined systems and processes that have been defined applied and the secret is to optimize those systems and processes over a period of time because one of two things is going to happen, a positive emotion or a negative emotion. And so Starbucks is a really good example of taking the commodity, but building a brand around experience, which in reality is a bunch of systems and processes. I think Disney is another great example of that, that it's taken a time, but they continue to make it better year after year after year. And we see that now with COVID, the ability to really focus on a digital first experience. You know, one of the things that, that you shared with me is a challenge or a roadblock that inspires you to take action. What was that challenge for you that you had to eliminate when it came to mastering the lead conversion ecosystem? Yeah, we um, <laughs> mastering the lead conversion ecosystem is is quite the journey after all. Um, we, we've learned that to be able to produce quality home loan leads, um, or quality home loans rather from the leads that we generated took the entire ecosystem and that um, doing business digitally against some of the biggest digital players like Rocket Mortgage and and Better Mortgage takes a very um, sort of niched approach, right? And so originating home loans digitally with any scale starts with the seamless experience that is a simple search that ends with a member who is completely satisfied, closed alone, and is willing to refer their friends and family. So um, it's very much still a work in process for us. We have yet to overcome it entirely, and we certainly have not mastered it. We do think it is definitely an iterative process. But, you know, as an example, one of the major projects we're working on that has been a a pivot with COVID is this e-closing. And so now all across the country, we've got legislation passed that's allowing us to actually do the e-notary, you know, the e-vault, and actually go through the entire mortgage loan closing process electronically. And so we're really jumping on that opportunity to make those experiences happen for our members. And they're, they're loving it. They're, we're doing a hybrid approach right now because we're not fully implemented, but they're even loving our hybrid approach. They're loving the signing the documents electronically. They're loving the fact that the loan officer gets on the phone with them ahead of time and explains it to them, that when they come into the facility to sign the documents that still require a wet signature, you know, that we're very being very cautious and careful about their um, the cleanliness and their safety. But uh, it, it's really been a great catalyst for a really complicated transaction, a mortgage loan, 
just imagine the other types of transactions that we do in financial services that this could be a catalyst for, um, you know, having them happen electronically or digitally. And this is a proving ground. This is almost like considered a, a pilot program where, where COVID was a forcing function to, I think, a lot of financial brands like, yeah, that could be on the roadmap. But it's like, no, like like we were able to, for example, go remote, bring in some of these new technologies, these new systems. And now you're right. What happens when we pilot it on just this one product line and they right. can extend that type of thinking, transfer that knowledge over into the other product lines. And that's a transformative experience, both for the, the credit union, but also for the people that you're serving, because it's helping make their lives even that much better than they were before. You talked to here a, a bit of a, we'll call it a learning lesson when it comes to your digital growth journey. And it's around, you can spend a lot of money with very little result. I think this is one that I'd love to hear what you say, because I see this all the time at financial brands, uh, specifically on the marketing side. I'd love to get into your head with this for a moment. Oh yeah, you know, when this was first, when digital marketing was first introduced to me by our marketing team, um, you know, four, no, well, gosh, I'm gonna say seven, eight years ago now, it was just this new thing and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do these, you know, Google searches and, you know, then it was SEO and SEM, I think was probably the extent of what the uh, acronyms were at that point. And I said, <laughs> well, what, you know, why? For what's what's gonna be the result, right? And, um, you know, during the headlights. So, um, you know, we kind of ventured into this attempting to create this this ecosystem and this funnel right um, and ended up spending a lot of money with very little result the level of brokenness was really and allow me to use the word brokenness was really revealed to me when we implemented our crm salesforce yes and once we got the visibility into this the ecosystem that salesforce provided i found that the major gap was actually at the top of the funnel where we seemed to be able to attract leads but we were not unable to attract the right leads and therefore they didn't lead to convert loan conversions and so um, the amount of money you can spend on generating those leads can be massive and unless some decent portion of them could convert to closed loans you're totally wasting your money that's exactly so, right yeah i mean if i had to do it over again honestly what i would do is i would i would hire internally somebody with a proven track record which probably didn't exist much seven or eight years ago but does now right so that's that's the other thing is if you're just now getting into this and getting serious about it there are people out there who know what they're doing and uh and hire them hire those people um they at least need to um have somebody internally who knows how to manage the external vendors that you'll also be using for the process i agree 100 percent. i can tell you the dozens of times that we have gone in and have diagnosed a financial brand's digital marketing efforts and they're working with a third party and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have that core competency internally to at least oversight, you're at a big risk for you know getting sold. Hey, well, we got you this much audience reach and we got you this many clicks and okay, great. Well, how many conversions? And out of that, how, how many conversions did we pull through and actually fund and why did we not fund them? So I think on the flip side of the equation though, if you have that and, and you, you touched on this, it wasn't all failure, because you were able to realize where the brokenness was yeah. and then take action to fix. How can you transform that conversation? Because I've seen other, the flip side of the equation, like, oh, we've dabbled in digital, this stuff, we've done these ads, but it just didn't work. And you know what? We're not going to do it again. And they look at it as a negative experience and not a learning experience. How do you transform that conversation for another leader? You know, um, I'm just going to say that the future business is a digital business and that you're going to have to pay some tuition to figure out how to run that digital business. And uh, that's the cost of doing business is the tuition you pay to figure that stuff out. 
That's a great and way Converting back it. to the old way is not going to move your organization into the future the way it needs to be moved. Technology has transformed our world and digital has changed the way consumers shop for and buy financial services forever. Now consumers make purchase decisions long before they walk into a branch, if they walk into a branch at all. But your financial brand still wants to grow loans and deposits. We get it. Digital growth can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming for any financial brand marketing and sales leader. But it doesn't have to because James Robert wrote the book that guides you every step of the way along your digital growth journey. Visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of his best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside, you'll find a strategic marketing manifesto that was written to transform financial brands, and it is packed full of practical and proven insights you can start using today to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Now back to the show. Don't go back into the cave of complacency. Have the courage to continue to venture out knowing that there are going to be some lessons you learn. And I love that. It's just the tuition that we have to pay to gain the capability and the competency and the confidence even uh, so that we can continue forward with courage. You know, so much is changing. It's happening faster and faster. You talked about the uh, the a- uh, acronym or the alphabet soup of SEO and SEM and PPC. And now it's just, it's like every, we got marketing automation and CRM. It's just every, every month, it seems like there's something new that we could do. But you shared that there's a trait for yourself and others on your team that have been uh, almost an exponential factor. It's just one word. It's focus. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how do you tone down all of the digital noise and all of the digital distraction to help you gain clarity to focus on just a few things, but be the best at those few things? Right. Um, you know, at, at first, I think you have to, to create sort of that compelling vision around that um, one thing that the why yeah. that engages your team emotionally and uh, gets them behind the effort. So, um, there are a lot of things going on and there are a lot of things that we could be working on at any given time. We have had to make some hard choices and have had to help our board make some hard choices about how the res- how finite resources get spent, right? And one of the first things we had to do was to create the, the technological infrastructure to support the um, interfaces that we wanted for the digital journeys and engagements. We had to create the technological support for to how Salesforce, right? We were able to integrate Salesforce with Scimitar, which is a, a very common credit union core, and um, and not a lot of other people have been able to do that. And so we've just put the focus on making sure the underlying foundation of technology was there. And all about that is uh, all of that was done because of the compelling vision that we will flawlessly execute on these experiences for our members in a digital environment. You mentioned, and, and you, you almost brought it back to the beginning of the conversation around vision or what we call here purpose. Purpose is at the heart of the digital growth blueprint, the model that we teach and advise around. Is it possible for a financial brand to make progress on their digital growth journey if they do not have that well-defined vision, as you call it, or purpose, as we call it, that's bought in throughout the entire organization? Is that even, can you skip that step? I'm just curious from your perspective. Not from my perspective, because um, if you do, in fact, skip that on a digital journey, if you do, in fact, skip the 
the vision and, and the purpose creation and getting everybody sort of engaged emotionally on that, then what you will end up doing is you will end up just sort of being what everybody else is, which is a financial institution that has um, a mobile banking and, and online banking and we can open accounts online and we can apply for a car loan online. And, and so what you're, what you're ultimately doing is you're, you're maintaining yourself as a financial institution that has, tech, has solutions through technology. What I really think the future business is, is like I said, a, it's a digital business and that we need to more so think of ourselves as a technology company that offers financial services versus the other way around. Because again, the future of business is, is digital. I, and I don't really care necessarily what it is. We've, we've kind of convinced ourselves, oh, well, commercial banking will ever get there because it's about relationship. And banking's about, relationship is, is, it's still about relationship. I'm not, I'm not discounting the relationship at all. It's just about how you have the relationship, yes. what format you engage to have the relationship. What does community mean when all of your members open their accounts online and do all of their transactions with you online? Community becomes something different and still relationship, it's still community, it's just different. It's two sides of the equation of what we, what I write about in the book and, and I talk about a lot and it sounds like you're already thinking through, it's digital experience plus human experience and technology is nothing more than the tool, the catalyst, the channel, the medium into which, which we use to bring two people together for good, whether that be on the mortgage side, the consumer side, community. Yep, community has been redefined. It's not necessarily a physical place with borders. It all, almost might be more of like ideological of like, do, and, and you mentioned this, like, do people believe in what we believe? And if so, that makes conducting business, quote unquote, just that much more simple on both sides of the equation. I want to talk here, um, and it really falls right in line with with where you've been on your journey, tying it back to vision, tying it back to purpose, but culture, the internal, the human side of the business. What has been your greatest win or focus there? Because you, you mentioned you must hire people who are technology competent and focused on technology. Is that easier said than done? You know, I don't think that's hard. Um, I think what's hard to uh, to do is really assess their their depth of what they're telling you, their, their depth of belief in what they're telling you when they're interviewing with you. But I think it starts with who you hire. Culture always starts with who you hire, right? Right. And so if you hire people who are who understand that future business is a, is a technology business, and you can prove that out through the interview process, then they're going to buy into all of the of the huge cultural shifts that it takes to go digital. I've said for some time, and I don't, I don't think it's my quote, and I can't remember whose quote it is, but you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? So you could have this fantastic digital strategy. If you culturally cannot adapt to that digital strategy, if you go in and create a digital strategy for a client and they're not all bought in and they're gonna give up as soon as they see that they're not making money right away, you're gonna have a really hard time. So- um, I've seen that time and time again. Sure, and sure. It's and the it's longer I lead, the more it becomes visible. It becomes visible to me that this is this in, indeed culture each strategy for breakfast. So, the shift you know of a credit union becoming a technology company that offers financial services is no doubt a huge cultural shift in this industry. And so, I think the, the the first foundational piece is your people must believe that the future business is a digital business, and then you must communicate, 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 communicate as the changes are made to adapt to that new business. And once again, there's that that cave of complacency coming back up in the conversation because I think my mind goes to the the fears and the anxieties of, of those who are traditionally on the front line of this, the uh, the MSRs, the loan officers who are used to conducting that face-to-face business, people coming to the branch, uh, but that might not be the case. It doesn't mean that their role is obsolete. I think it actually has more 
visibility because we can can do it more efficiently conduct it uh digitally you're seeing that post covid everyone's once again being forced to go into the remote but it has to all come down to the alignment digital first i love that we're we're a technology company that just happens to offer financial services mina this has been such a really really good conversation i appreciate you sharing just a little bit about where you've been on your journey Uh, i want to look ahead into the future two years you're in a really good place but let's look back what is one thing that has to happen for you to feel good about the continued progress that you make along your digital growth journey over the next 12 18 24 months well we need to grow outside of of our current markets um so for so success to me first and foremost looks like um you know we are succeeding and expanding into markets where our brand was previously unknown yep that business is being conducted through um those digital channels. I, I don't know yet where physical plays into that. I kind of think of, of physical as the, the new uh, marketing expense, you know, that potentially there needs to be some sort of physical location so that people feel comfortable that if something goes wrong, there's 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 a place I can go and wring a neck. Because we are still talking about people's money. Yep. And I do equate oftentimes financial services to healthcare in that everything's good and dandy until I have a healthcare problem. The same thing with financial services. Everything's fine until my money's missing and now I'm not fine. So they need a sense of safety and security and potentially physical plays in and, and provides that. I'm not quite sure where I stand on that, but we need to be able to resonate with people online and we need to be able to have our brand resonate with them and them to be able to do business with us that way first and foremost and then provide the safety and security of the the physical location which i think loan depot is a good example of somebody who's done that right mm-hmm. so yeah i think that that's going to be the, the one thing that that shows me that we can actually do this digital thing successfully is that we're able to grow and expand without the classic hub and spoke branching model that financial services has has favored for so many years yeah i'm not completely down and out i'm not as bullish as like say the brett kings of the world are you know he wrote the book branch today gone tomorrow yep. i'm maybe it's a 500 square foot micro footprint that is almost like a uh like the, the the quick er type of a perspective uh right. it's just enough to go in and you brought up a, an interesting point the correlation between a person's financial well-being or finances and healthcare. Is there an opportunity to maybe down the road start to consolidate the data that we have and maybe branch into, I don't know, some type of a hybrid between financial health and well-being and physical health? I don't know what that looks like, but it's something that's always in the back of my mind, my reading, my research, my writing, because to me, it's we know the connection between a person's financial well-being and their physical well-being. We know the connection between a person's financial well-being and their mental well-being. Is there an opportunity for that in the future of financial services? Maybe not next year, maybe it's five years. I don't know, I'm just future thinking once again with this. Next the two, you know? I don't know. What I do know is that unfortunately, a lot of times people aren't as concerned about their, their health and, until they, they, they're feeling a loss of their health, right? Yes. So they're going to keep eating the hot Cheetos and drinking the beers until something happens and they can't do that anymore, you know? Um, and, and I feel like they're the same way with financial services sometimes that, you know, everything's fine until there's a, there's a financial trouble, right? Right. So I don't know if, um, I don't know uh, what, what the connection there could be. One of the things that I've thought about though, in terms of the future for us would be some sort of a vaulting of information 
like think safe deposit box, right? We used to used to walk in the door and you put all of your you put your health records and your will and your this and your that in there. Yeah. I feel like there might be a way for financial institutions to use um, the trust that we have and the technology that we have to maybe create sort of a center vault of information, which could include your health records, as yeah. an example. Hmm. So um, that's been where my mind has gone with with. If you, I, I would make a parallel in terms of record keeping and identity keeping and that sort of thing between healthcare and financial services. But in terms of helping people, you know, uh, it, there's got to be the willingness, you know, there. And, and you know, um, yes. I, I don't know. I don't the, know, Jimmy. The desire to change has to be greater than the person's desire to remain the same and whatever that might be, whether it be financially, whether it be physical well-being. So, you know, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. It's just one of those things that it, I, I stay up at night and I think about the future and what the future, because that's kind of where I live is in the future and try to like transfer knowledge back into the present so that people just don't get stuck in this moment and we can keep moving forward and elevate this entire industry together uh, and guide people beyond the stress that I think a lot of people feel towards that bigger, better, brighter future. Mean it's been a really, really positive conversation. I thank you for that. If someone wants to continue this this discussion, this dialogue with you, what's the best way that they can just connect and say hello? Oh, I'd be, I'd be glad to have uh, anybody send me an email, mworthington at celeritycu.org. That's S-O-L-A-R-I-T-Y-C-U.org. It's probably one of the best ways to just reach out initially. And yeah, I'd be glad to have a conversation. Mina, thank you so much. And thanks again for joining me on another episode of Banking on Digital Growth. Great. Thank you, James Roberts. Until next time, be well, do good, and wash your hands. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. Like what you hear? Tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and subscribe while you're there. To get even more practical and proven insights, visit www.digitalgrowth.com to grab a preview of James Robert's best-selling book, Banking on Digital Growth, or order a copy right now for you and your team from Amazon. Inside you'll find a strategic marketing and sales blueprint framed around 12 key areas of focus that empower you to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Until next time, be well and do good.